Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It is day number two at JetBlue Park, Fenway South and spring training. And we were joined moments ago by Nick Pavetta. We can get any and all nuggets in a, in a minute. Uh, earlier this morning on the show, tail end of the 6 o'clock hour, Alex Cora on this show. If you missed that. Then a reminder that you can always go back on the Odyssey app and listen to what Alex Cora had to say in its entirety. So if you if you haven't downloaded the app yet, you should because you can go back and listen to anything that you may have missed at any time at your convenience. And Chime uh, just tweeted out some breaking news that uh, Nick Pavetta now Ken Laird's favorite Red Sox player. Really? Uh, yes. And- for his love of Rush. Uh, <laughs> the, oh, oh yeah, he is yeah. also becoming a fast favorite in the Twitch uh, for his handsomeness. Really? Okay. Yes, okay. That Mickey Nick Pavetta, okay. All right. Handsome man. Great, right. Mickey. What do you think? <laughs> I think he was. I think he was a very good dude. Why, yeah. Did you find him handsome? I like the fact that he went with Boozy on did his. You, uh, did you find him to be a, an attractive man? I like his music choices uh-huh. for his walk. It's okay to say another man is handsome. Yeah. No, listen, I, I know you I have an issue with that. I have. No, I liked your gray I, shirt last night at dinner. I thought I, it looked very I, nice I, on I, you. It's fine to say that another man is good looking. It is not my. It's not my. Um, Roll or I'm, pot to talk about another man's looks. I, that is just. Hey, look, we found a subject Wiggy doesn't want to expound upon. I mean, I mean, you get very uncomfortable. No, I, maybe I, I, he, I, I, said, I don't know his uh, his status on I, Facebook. I, I understand that. But, but, but maybe he does well with the ladies. He's married. Married, he's a married man, yep. but, so clearly he did well with a lady. Uh, yes, he does. Yeah, so. <laughs> yes, he does. But uh, yeah. very, as Courtney points out, very good looking man. Very, very good. Very handsome. Very, very nice handsome. gentleman. Canadians are always kind. Yes. 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 He's a uh, razor. Canadians only have positive stereotypes. It's kind of funny. Um, but the the biggest takeaway, huge nugget, a la Major League, if we hoist a World Series trophy, quote, we did this without help. We did this all ourselves. Mm, yes. Yes. He told you guys that a lot of the media narratives were false, and maybe they were, mm-hmm. but they are... They hear the expectations, and yeah. they see the lack of investment. He, I mean, he looked almost surprised when I brought up the frustration of the end of last season. You looked at that team last season and the way that they spoke mm-hmm. to media or the way that they dealt with themselves during games. Yeah. That was a frustrated team. He went out of his way to say that it was uh, manufactured, yeah. Uh, yeah. you know, media, talk radio, Red Sox podcast thing. I, I mean, I... You know, I take I you take him at his word on that. I feel like he thinks, and I you know everybody, even with uh, uh, Liam Hendricks, and 
um, Alex Cora to a certain extent. It's them against the world. You, yeah. you know, no one, no one. Ex- they all know that no one expects them to do anything. You know, finishing last place again, and so they're going with that approach. Is, and being a former athlete, I mean, it, that sometimes is a motivating thing. And the dynasty docu series taught me one thing: everything we speculate about is actually worse than we think it is in real time. All the storylines that you think are there because of the human emotions, how you would react, Courtney, if somebody said you couldn't do something. Mm-hmm. It's the way they react because they're, they're humans. humans. Yeah, exactly. Everybody, it's just the way we would. Usually how you think they would react is how they feel. Yeah, and they, and, they, and you know, the great thing about, you know, society and, and us being who we are is we all react differently. Right. And that's the thing, you know, is, is that every person reacts differently. So that's their approach this year. So let's see now if they can do that on the field. Yeah, I mean, I, the argument always is, and you you say it from time to time, is what else are guys going to say? So mm-hmm. we spend, you know, a good part of our time interviewing, uh, whether it's, you know, Patriots coaches and quarterbacks or Red Sox pitchers and managers and what. But they, I mean, I, I they do seem to be upfront and honest when they when they say that they're going into this believing that they have a chance to be competitive in the most competitive division in major league baseball so yeah and uh, and, and that's why i i don't like like i said I, I, as just a fan of baseball it seems like it's not the team with necessarily the biggest names and best talent like you could do it in basketball you might be able to get away with it you could maybe do it in in hockey if you have a but you know a handful of talented players uh, you could get away with it in football, but it seems like in baseball it doesn't necessarily need that. If you get a hot pitching staff that comes out and they're throwing the ball well, and you fix the problem when it when, when it comes to defense, last defense year, which, right. which Alex Cora is said this morning on this show he's well aware of and put it on himself because they always um, hit the ball well, right? They always hit the ball well. And what did uh, Liam Hendricks tell us that? They they have the advantage, the pitchers, because if he throws 10 pitches, he can throw. You know, so I, I guess maybe if you're starting rotation, and even Alex Cora talked about it, they feel confident that they have a really, really good bullpen. It's really, and that's why I asked them, has the change of the quality start the way fans view it or even front office people view it has it gone away from like seven innings is what you need to be as a starter is it now well, like- yeah that i mean that's that passed a while ago like i i think uh yeah right i mean i think the ex if you get i mean i was i was pleasantly surprised to hear nick pavetta say he wants to get at least six in right so um he, yeah all right well we are at JetBlue park and time to talk a little hockey with mike milbury brought to you by shaw's and star market perfecting the art of fresh by findmassmoney.gov by timeout market boston's best eating and drinking destination in the fenway all under one roof timeoutmarket.com also by john sewer the name to know when your drains don't flow and he joins us this morning on the harbor one hotline hey mike good morning how are you? I think Wiggy's very good looking. Uh, I agree. See? I'm not afraid it, to say it. Yeah, I mean, it, uh, it's, uh, yes. and speaking of earlier on the show, Mike, Wiggy made it clear the shoe is the first sign of a felon. Yeah, you <laughs> yeah. obviously yeah. acted that out. Yes, you did. Yes, you did. <laughs> guilty as charged. Guilty, guilty as charged. Well, um, were you disappointed with this road trip for the Boston Bruins, Mike Bilberry? It's it's hard not to be disappointed if you're a fan of this team. They um, 
lost leads late. They uh, had guys that were missing meetings, which is not a good sign. And they gave up a, a bunch of quality. Ch- they gave up a lot of quality chances, and they've been leaning on their goaltenders. As a, you just you don't have to know the stats; just watch the game, and you'll see they give up a whole ton of quality chances, and the goaltenders have been bailing them out, but not not enough to get them in the win column, just enough to get them to overtime where they haven't been very successful. You've been around the game for a long time as a player and a coach and a GM. Uh, is when a team is blowing consistently or repeatedly third-period leads, what does that say to you about that hockey club? I think it probably says that there's, you know, well, first of all, I think it's pretty clear now with Lindholm out, with Greslick out, with Forbert, you know, in and out of the lineup, and not 100% when he's in the lineup, that, that their defense needs some shoring up. And uh, they need to have some confidence and go after it. I, I, I saw where the coach had mentioned that he needs his team to be a lot more aggressive in the later stages of the game. And it really is death if you start to sit back and let the play come to you. Uh, when you have a one-goal lead, you have, to, you have to get after it. You have to try to strike aggressively and offensively. And if you, but if you sit back, uh, you're inviting danger. Mike, Jake DeBrusque told media that he hasn't had any uh, uh, conversations with the Bruins about any type of extension yet. Uh, as we get closer to March 8th, what would you do with Jake DeBrusque? Do you think that his underperformance has uh, dealt him uh, the cards that he has right now? I think he's put himself in the mix of trade bait. Uh, I, I don't think they're going to be able to keep... We've talked about this a lot, and I don't want to go down this hole too much, but I... I Allmark is a guy that has one more year on his contract. It's a lot safer to trade a guy like him now and DeBrusque with, you know, with some youth on his side. Those two guys are the chips that you'd have to dangle. Now, can they make something happen with those two chips? I'm not 100% sure, but it's, it's pretty clear to me that if they haven't really had any serious discussion or made any serious movement towards a contract extension for DeBrusque, that they probably are not thinking that he's worth what I guess he's making four million now. Is mm-hmm. he going to ask for six million or six and a half million? Is an unrestricted free agent? He's got some leverage. Uh, I got to think that those two guys are the chips that they can dangle. They don't have enough in terms of draft picks. They they have all sorts of money concerns in terms of the cap. Uh, not a lot of people in the pipeline that are are going to dangle in front of somebody and, and get some real return. So those are the two guys, if you're going to make a major change, um, would be, I think, the the pieces that, that you could move in and probably get some interest. When we say major change, can you get a significant impact player based on your restrictions salary cap-wise? You know, well... Between the two of those guys that we just talked about, that's about nine. I think about nine million dollars, and so you could free up some, some, some cash in that regard. But the question is, um, what, the goalie market's a weird market. You know, you never know what people are thinking, and they're always looking to find a goaltender that comes out of the blue. But you got a young player like DeBrusque, who, if you think you can make him uh, consistently a, a top six forward, is it is an interesting piece. So. I think that those guys would be, for me, the people that I would shop around and see what comes of it. Maybe nothing. And, again, we look at the standings, and despite the fact that they you know, they won one game on the road trip, 
Um, they picked up points in a bunch of games and, and uh, are still right at the top of the Eastern Conference pack. So um, they could sit tight and see what happens with it. Or, But I think in that case, you're looking at DeBrusque as a totally free agent and, and maybe walking out the door without anything in return. That's another concern, not just that you want to shore up your team, but you don't want to give up an asset and get nothing, nothing back for it. Mike, you talked about the aggressiveness in games, especially like if you have a goal lead. And I would imagine that it's on the coach that is really the message deliverer. And when you have, you know, goalies that are playing really well, maybe you get into this this comfort zone of not wanting to be aggressive. What does Montgomery need to do as a coach to say, okay, I have to break that kind of um, – I have to break away from that, even though I know I got good goalies trying to protect leads, where I have to be a little bit more aggressive to grow leads. What does that message have to be for himself when he looks himself in the mirror as a coach? You know what? He mentioned it uh, a few days ago that perhaps he was going to the same well a little too often. Um, when you start using your top line or top two lines too frequently, almost inviting a lack of confidence among the the lower six forwards. You know he's got a he's got a trust in his third and fourth lines to get out there. I mean they're only playing twelve minutes a game, and that's that's they should have plenty in the tank to be able to go after it off uh, offensively late late stages of the game, not recklessly, but you know I think most third and fourth lines are pretty responsible, and I think that's the case here. And I think he's got to employ them more often so that they have. You know they got energy in the tank, and let let's use it. Don't don't rely on the top six forwards as frequently as as he's told me that he's worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole. Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the twelve precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. He's been doing, give those guys in the back end some confidence and a chance to prove that they belong. Mike, the other day, Kevin Paul DuPont reported that the Bruins are increasing ticket prices 10% across the board in what they call the blended increase. How? It's my belief that they keep pricing out fans. I don't know. Obviously, that's the way of the world. I love capitalism, but 
What do you make of the uh, the latest price increase from the uh, Boston Bruins? Well, it doesn't surprise you, does it? I mean, if they can get it, they're going to ask for it. Ten uh, percent is a pretty good whack. I mean, it's everything else is going up exponentially. I guess they can charge this, and I, I think they have. I don't know how many sellouts they've had over the last ten years. I mean, almost every game has been a sellout, so it's not like the market's not there, but it's um, you know. Ten percent is ten percent, and it's a, it's a lot. But that's this this ownership group has proven in the past that they if they can get it, they'll they'll ask for it. And so ten percent doesn't doesn't shock me. Although in this day and age, it seems like an, a a big ask. Shime, I don't know if Mike heard your lead or not, but uh, did, you, did you catch Shime's lead? I know I didn't. I you, didn't. Sorry. Um, yeah. It's fine. Uh, sometimes you come right at him, and I know that you that you uh, that you disagree. But uh, he, Shaim, you're essentially saying this is a rebuild year. Stand pat and do nothing, and uh, get yourself to next season. Well, yeah, right? it's 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 a reset year. I don't like necessarily like the word rebuild because I think rebuild is a multi year thing. So reset year in that like you need to reset your cap space, and you're right up against it right now, so it makes it difficult to make moves. You don't have a first-round pick to move as well, so you're really kind of lacking in the whole trade capital outside of the goalie, which, as Mike pointed out, is a fluctuating market. So to me, it's a... You know, Sweeney has been aggressive at other deadlines. This isn't a time to be aggressive. It's a time to kind of reset and and prepare for the off season, and then really kind of send it in uh, 2024, 25. So he's a wave the white flag. He's a wave the white. No, what you can't wave the white flag. That's not acceptable. <laughs> I'm, it's but not a wave the you, white flag you, thing. It's it's. It's hope that these guys continue to play above expectation because if they don't, then the the aggressive trade is pointless anyways. Okay, tell me what you're going to do with Jake DeBrus. Are you going to sign him to a five-year contract at $6 million? Or are you no. Going to, no, okay, so so then you have to move him, don't you? You have to get something for this asset. Sure. And the like, same's true with Allmark. One year away from total free agency, and and he's got some value. Won the Vezina Trophy last year. I think you got to go shopping these guys big time. But there's beyond those two people, there's not much, there's not much in the cupboard. Sure, and and with Olmark, you like you said, you have a little time there, so you could always theoretically move him in the off season or halfway through next season. And with DeBrusque, I mean, yeah, you can move him, but what are you going to get in return for just Jake DeBrusque? Again, you don't have the draft capital to get something better than Jake DeBrusque in return. You could get an asset that's about equal, but I, I don't really know what that does for you. Or you can get a draft pick, and then you're a seller, and that's kind of not necessarily what I would do. I just don't. I I don't know what the the return could be because I'm not on the phone with other general managers at this time. But if you have a, a, a guy that's the age of DeBrusque and, and has proven that he can score some goals, at least in chunks and Allmark, who's proven that he can, he can carry a team for long stretches of, of, of a time. Um, to me, that's got to generate some interest. I don't know what the yield is, but certainly they could help. They could use some help on the blue line and they could use some help with some more scoring DeBrusque has got like one goal in thirteen games, I think it is, and that's that's not that doesn't qualify to me as a top six forward. Although other people might assess him in a different fashion. Mike, as we approach the trade deadline, you are as well equipped as anybody on the planet to answer this. I would love to know who is the biggest shyster that you would talk to as a GM, <laughs> and that would would not ever you know meet their their their, their ask and. Is there a trade that you were ever close to consummating that still haunts you that you were unable to get done? You know, I actually had a deal with uh, 
Neil Smith from the Rangers. Rangers. And it was Rangers Islanders, which would have been, and it was for Ziggy Palfi, who was a pretty big name at the time. And uh, it, it actually got squelched by the owner of the Islanders at the time, whose name was Milstein. He was the Fredo of ownership groups. <laughs> Mike Milbury, it's great talking to you. I wish you were here with us in Florida, but I know you're enjoying the Cape. So, Well, uh, it'll it'll warm up soon for me. I'm looking yeah. forward to it. I had yeah. a martini in your honor last night. Well, thank you. You're welcome. Have another one tonight. Okay. She will. It'll <laughs> actually be this afternoon. Um, all right, Mike Milbury, thank you. All right, have a good one, guys. Enjoy Florida. All right, we are in Florida, and we are at JetBlue Park, and we will be joined coming up at 9 by Lou Merloni, who has today's game with Will Fleming on the Shaws and Star Market Red Sox Radio Network, on the Odyssey app, and on your radio, and we'll be right back. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t-mobile.com. 